Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. That's how I know it's the last show of the work week. Ooh, I could use a little Star Wars in my life. Oh, wait, I've had a little Star Wars in my life this week. Actually, producer Jay and I have been trying to catch up on the series Andor, and it's really good. My split brain, if you will, half my brain on sports and the other half on Star Wars and the fact that I've got family descending upon my humble abode coming up in, oh gosh, maybe nine hours or so. (laughs) House is almost clean. Not quite, but almost. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend in many parts of our great country. So I hope that you get outside and you enjoy it, if that includes you. This is my favorite time of the year when it comes to weather. And everything is beautiful, vibrant colors. If you look around, you can find the orange, you can find the yellow, you can find the red. In a lot of places, I get some of you don't get the four seasons. And uh, that's one reason why I love the Northeast. Mom's birthday is coming up on Monday. And the reason I tell you this is because I thought, you know what? I'll give mom a gift that I love or that I would be over the moon excited if someone gave to me on my birthday. So I went online. I ordered her a gigantic bucket of gorgeous fresh flowers to be delivered to her on Monday, which is her birthday. So orange, yellow, some burgundy colors. These are all my mom's favorite colors too. In fact, she wears some of these colors because she has that type of complexion. But she and I both share a love for the oranges, the yellows, the burgundies, the reds. And so I'm like, yes, this is amazing. I would love this. I would be so thrilled if someone was thoughtful enough to send me fresh flowers for my birthday. And so I'm thinking, that's it. I'm going to do it for mom. It's going to be a surprise. I coordinated with her husband to know when they were home on Monday, which is her actual birthday. And then I text my brother, hey, Maddie, what are you getting for mom for her birthday? We sent her flowers and a card. Oh, no. Well, me too. What kind of flowers did you send? A fall arrangement. Oranges, reds, yellows. And I almost started crying. (laughs) Dang it. I should have asked him first. And I should have known because my brother and sister-in-law, that's generally what they do is they send flowers. Uh, I don't normally. But now I'm kind of bummed because my fall bouquet The fall blossoms will not be nearly as notable or probably appreciated. Though my mom will say it's amazing. She loves them. Maybe she'll take one of the arrangements to school. But here I thought I was being original and all I was doing was being a copycat. Well, I mean, if it helps at all, it kind of justifies that it was a good gift because the two of you both thought of it. So Okay, but here's the thing. is my That's what my brother and sister-in-law always do. So I feel like I should have probably 
thought about that first. But I was just so excited because I love all the colors and because I almost sent her a ceramic pumpkin. So an arrangement in a ceramic pumpkin, but I didn't end up doing that. I wish I had done that now because maybe that would have been a little more original. With some carving tools? What matters most is which one shows up first. I was just going to say, <laughs> do we know who got there first? Because that's what, at the end of the day, that's all that Wait, really is going to matter Which here. one will get more attention? The one that shows up first or the one that shows up second? Ooh. Did you get them from the same place? Or do you I know? doubt it. I didn't. And I didn't ask my brother. So maybe your arrangement is a little more tasteful. Well... Yeah, it's I mean, possible. I, I my knowing my mom, she'll be thrilled. The thing is, if let's just say for the sake of argument, two people sent me flowers for my birthday, I would love them both, and they won't be exactly the same, and so I wouldn't be upset. But I'm upset. My brother said, "Why? It's the thought that counts." No, it's the gift that counts. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what if the arrangements look exactly the same? I, mean, I was going to do some something else, too, but that I was all excited about orange flowers. And once I had orange flowers in my sights, gosh, I got the, the blinders on and I just couldn't think about anything else. So I'm kind of disappointed now, but I can't say yeah. anything to her because I would ruin it, right? If I'm like, right. oh, man, mom, I totally screwed up with your birthday gift, then... I, I don't want to put that thought in her head. So for now. How can, how can you one-up him still? No, no, it's not about that. It's just no. wanting to be different. No, no. I'm, I want my mom to be happy, and I know she loves fresh flowers. It's just that I, I would have done something else that I know she would love, especially since the arrangements are going to be very similar. There's only so many orange and yellow flowers that you can put in Yeah. I mean, I think she'll still love them both equally. Oh, I'm right. sure she will. I'm the one who's disappointed because I like to be original and thoughtful and come up with something unique, special. It just doesn't feel special right now, no, I, I guess, is the big deal. I understand, but I, I still think it's a special gift. I mean, they'll be in separate rooms. One will be different for different thoughts, you know? So it'll be your plan. She'll be like, oh, that's the plan that Amy got me. And then she'll yeah, the other plan. She'll and... probably not even remember which one came from which yeah, well. kid. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday, Mom. It's Monday, so I guess I'll deal with it then. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. One game down, week seven of the NFL season, which I keep saying that out loud, and it doesn't make it any more easy, like any more processable. Is that a word? It might be a word. Any, it doesn't make it any easier for me to wrap my brain around. I can't promise you that this is going to be anywhere close to the perfect show. Too much has happened all around us. Anyway, I am breathing. I told you that's half the battle. We've got a bunch of other games that we think qualify potentially for the game of the week. So the poll is now up on Twitter after our CBS or on our Facebook page. Yes. Yes, thumbs up on our Facebook page as well. After hours with Amy Lawrence. Uh, I can't actually see the screen with the phone calls on it, but I suppose that producer Jay can help me. And if there's a call, we'll take it. 855-212-4227. Maybe if there's a call. <laughs> Maybe if there's a call, we'll take it. So that time of the week again, after hours, game of the week. What is it? This was... This is not one of those weeks in which you have Bills and Chiefs, and boom, that's an easy one. Although there was a little competition last week for Bills and Chiefs. Uh, we actually did get a fair number of votes for Eagles and Cowboys, and we tried to look at the matchups based on record and based on 
personnel, right? So in the case of the 49ers, first of all, the game is at Levi Stadium as they host Kansas City. Second of all, the Chiefs are coming off a loss, and now Christian McCaffrey, assuming he is ready to go with San Francisco on Sunday. That's huge all of a sudden. Uh, so there's Jay, just um, out of curiosity. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, what happened? Well, I, I guess I shouldn't go. No, nah, it doesn't matter. We're good. I like what you picked. Seahawks Chargers, which we think is interesting because the Seahawks are three and three and right in the mix there in the NFC West. And the Chargers, well, you want to be in the mix in the AFC West, potentially even taking the lead in that division. The Chiefs have a tough road game, a really stout defense normally for the Niners, not last week. Um, But if the Chiefs would lose on the road at San Francisco and the Chargers would beat the Seahawks, Guess who would have first place in the AFC West? <gasps> okay. So that's a huge game for the Chargers. I like that we went in that direction, actually. And we, by we, I mean Jay. And then Steelers and Dolphins. So we think Kenny Pickett may be back on the field. Uh, he's been a full participant in practice, even though he's in concussion protocol. And the Dolphins, obviously, welcome back to a, And that is your game on Sunday night football. So those are your four candidates, so along with Browns and Ravens. That was a no-brainer inside the AFC North. So you can check out that poll again on our show Twitter or Facebook or my Twitter, A-Law Radio. And let me just say one more time, now that I can actually see them again, I love your dog photos. Absolutely love them. I shared a photo of Penny and you all responded with dozens of photos of your sleeping dogs and your older dogs. I love your senior dogs. I think the we actually had a photo of a 17-year-old dog that uh, one listener sent to us, which is really neat. Amazing. I can't even imagine Penny with four more years of insulin, four more years of the slowest walks around the entire neighborhood. I, I can't, really can't even imagine. But if she's going to keep on chugging four more years, then uh, I'm going to keep being her mama. Uh, so, yes, we did get a photo of a 17-year-old dog. I think we got a 16, a 15. So, yeah, we love our senior puppers. Uh, So thank you for sharing all of your photos on both Twitter as well as Facebook, actually. And uh, many of you, I know, were looking at the other photos and enjoying them. So thank you for hanging out with us and being part of our After Hours community. Coming up in a few minutes, we're going to head to the desert. So we know this now. Bob McManaman from the Arizona Republic will join us and we'll be able to uh, get his opinion on not just the Cardinals offense and what's been wrong with it. Definitely has sputtered tonight's game notwithstanding. But also, the addition of Christian McCaffrey to that NFC West. I'll ask him because that news broke during Thursday Night Football. Um, And then just the division in general. So there's a lot that we can talk about with him uh, when he joins us since he was covering Thursday Night Football. But let's talk Major League Baseball. Just one game on Thursday. The ALCS Game 2. And I got to tell you... If the Yankees aren't going to generate any more offense than what they've done in the first couple of games, this series is going to be over quickly. It's not as though the Houston Astros are hitting the snot out of the ball. They're just getting one or two more timely hits slash runs than are the Yankees. Severino set just above the belt. And the one-two. Swing and a three-pointer from way downtown. It's good! Alex 
Hoffman with the long ball. It's 3 nothing. That's Steve Sparks on Astros Radio. So, yes, the Alex Bregman home run, it was a moonshot. Uh, it was up there, and initially it looked like it was going to be a home run, and then I kind of wondered because it was so high up in the air. But, yes, uh, did get that three-run shot from Alex Bregman in the third inning, and the Yankees were able to respond. After an error, was it two errors? Did they charge Framber Valdez with two errors? Uh, on, I think they did on that particular play where first he bobbled a ground, well, it was a ground ball, but it bounced really high up in the air. So he went to turn to make the play at first base, but this is so classic. I used to do it all the time in basketball. You turn and you go before you have the ball. So he did not secure the ball in his glove or in his hand. He drops it. Then, to make matters worse... He just, as he's falling to the ground, he picks it up and chucks it in the general zip code of first base. It wasn't real close, and it was a total mess. And so because of that, the Yankees are able to extend a rally. Rizzo then grounds out and scores Aaron Judge. And then Torres, Glaber Torres, hits an infield single, and Giancarlo Stanton is able to score. So those two guys... They were on second and third because of the errors. But that's it. That's it. Again, the Astros aren't and and weren't in this game hitting Luis Severino that hard. He did get charged with the three earned runs on the Bregman home run, but Severino only gave up five hits. The Yankees only got runs on their errors. We've seen this act before. The Yankees have been here before against the Astros pitching. Just unable to generate extended rallies. Unable to capitalize on their opportunities. 2-1. Ground ball. Diving Bregman off his glove. Bounces to Pena. Throws to first. Out! 5-6-3 on the putout at first base. Bregman diving to his left. Had it go off the top of his mitt. Got to Pena on a bounce. He barehanded it and threw out Torres. Outstanding. The one-two. Yacker got him. Strike three. He strikes out the side. Nine punch outs for Valdez. And we'll go to the seventh inning stretch in Houston. The Astros lead it three to two. Framber Valdez def, uh, definitely does not leave games early. Uh, they use the stat where the majority of his games this season, they get 33 starts. He'd gone at least six innings. In this one, he goes seven. He allows the two runs. They're not earned. They were on his errors. He only gives up four hits. He strikes out nine. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks on Astros Radio. Now, the Yankees were only down by a run. All they needed. They just needed a run to be able to put up a jolt of electricity into their offense, give their offense some confidence. Uh, That dugout just needing something, a little life against the Astros. Bader leads off first, and the pitch is swung on and hit in the air to right field and deep. It is high, it is far, and it is caught by Tucker at the top of the wall. Bader goes to second. That's how close Judge came. It definitely was a ball that at Yankee Stadium would have been out, I think. 
I guess there's, uh, I, did, I don't know the exact number of feet that the ball went, but it seemed like at Yankee Stadium, that would have been out. Kyle Tucker didn't have to make some really dramatic play on it. Uh, just, he ran out of real estate, was able to reach up and grab it, but it's not like he was banging into the wall. The Minute Maid Park held it. The Minute Maid Park. I don't know. I don't know why I said it like that. Minute Maid Park held it. <laughs> and so he was able to prevent that Aaron Judge home run from tying the game. It was uber close. And ultimately, just like game number one, there were only so many chances, and the Yankees ran out of them. High set for Presley. Hands away from the body. 2-2 again. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on the slider. Down and in. One out in the ninth. Comes set. Letter high. Hands away from the body. The one-two to Torres. Swing and a miss. Got him on the slider. Yankees down to their final out. There goes Locastro. The one-two in the dirt. Did he go around? He did, says third base umpire Chris Guccione. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros go up two games to none in the American League Championship Series, defeating the New York Yankees by a final of 3-2. to two. I think we did a good job um, the first two games. And just got to keep playing hard. Keep uh, keep competing. Uh, it's fun playing in the postseason. Um, great atmosphere here. Great atmosphere there. And um, just looking forward to continue to compete. The Astros are up 2-0. Meanwhile, the number that sticks out for the New York Yankees, 30 strikeouts in these two games in Houston. It is hard to do damage. It is hard to get guys on base when you are striking out an average of 15 times per game. And so they leave five on base. They go one for four with runners in scoring position. Those numbers are actually really similar to the Astros. And the Astros just got the one huge hit. The difference is, of course, they're not striking out the same way. What, they have two strikeouts in game one? I think they had two strikeouts in the game one. They had a half dozen in this one. But that certainly is the hallmark of what we're seeing from the Yankees right now as they head back to the Bronx for game three, but already trailing. It's tough to say. You know, some guys hit balls right at guys. You know, they make great plays. And, um, you know, other instances, they, <laughs> they they make their pitches. And, you know, you just got to tip your cap. But like you said, it's a postseason. Anything can happen. And we just got to keep, you know, playing our game. And you know, we'll be where we want to be. So Aaron Judge talking about the strikeouts and the lack of the run production. The Astros are no longer flying under the radar. They have been for a long time, except for those games against the Yankees going back to the summer. This was the Yankees' issue against the Astros then, and clearly it's still a challenge. It's not as though they're alone, though. The Astros haven't yet lost in this postseason. They swept through the Mariners as well. What is the after-hours game of the week in the NFL? You can find that poll on Twitter, A-Law Radio, also on our Facebook page. Now, coming up, we're going to connect with Bob McMenamin, who covers the Cardinals for the Arizona Republic had, uh, at the game in Glendale. And even though they got a win, still a lot of question marks about Kyler Murray and the offense. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks for hanging out with us after hours on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Dalton straight drop back, throws over the middle, and a one-handed interception by Isaiah Simmons in midfield. Runs it back to the left of the 40, at the 30, at the 25, at the 20, and Simmons in, back-to-back. Interception returns for touchdowns by the Cardinals at the end of the half. The third pick thrown by Andy Dalton, and the Cardinals' defense with takeaways, turning them directly into scores. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody on After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Dave Pash on Cardinals Radio, the second of the pick sixes. So three interceptions, all of them in the first half off Andy Dalton. Two of them returned for touchdowns. That can change a game in a heartbeat, and it did. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. What is the After Hours game of the week? Our poll is up on Twitter after our CBS or on our Facebook page. So every team in the NFC West is sitting on three wins after the Cardinals put up 42 points. They get their first home victory in a long time. DeAndre Hopkins returns. We are pleased to welcome Bob McManaman, who's a longtime sports writer for the Arizona Republic, covers the Cardinals and the NFL. And Bob, it's great to have you with us. The Hang on one second, Bob. I think we have a technical difficulty. This game, thank you for waiting. This game looked like it was about to go the way of what we'd seen with the Cardinals offense, kind of sputtering and really not able to generate a whole lot. What turned things around there in the second quarter when we saw the team really take off? Yeah, it was no doubt back-to-back pick sixes. I mean, that changed everything. And it gave this team some confidence they needed. And the offense seemed to thrive with that. And having Hopkins back, obviously, is a huge, huge part of what that offense can be and what it showed traces that it, it will be moving forward. He was he was great tonight. Were they lacking in confidence? No doubt. I mean, they, they couldn't get anything going. I mean, they've tried changing up practice schedules, and they – they didn't go no huddle as much. They actually huddled more to try and stay on the same page to eliminate pre-snap penalties. They had some new guys up front starting due to injuries. So it was probably smart. And one of the best moves Kingsbury's made all year. <laughs> you know, go go huddle more and get out of that that misery that you've been in, stuck in for the first six weeks. I thought it worked great. Do you think it's as simple as that, or is there something else going on with this offense? I <laughs> 
I think there is something else going on. I can't put my finger on it. We've all searched and asked, and no one seems to have answers. I, I will say this. In my opinion, I don't think Kyler Murray's playing up to his potential. I think he's been struggling. I don't know what it is. Uh, just seems like off his mark a lot tonight. He was sharper. He was cleaner. Uh, things just didn't seem to be rolling for him. He couldn't get in any continuity with anybody until tonight. And Hopkins, I think, was the major difference. There's a reason why he threw to him 14 times, because he's going to catch it almost every time, and he almost did. Interesting to ask, though, I wanted to ask about Kyler Murray, because there was a a moment that was clearly captured on camera where he's frustrated and he's kind of yelling at his coach a little bit, and and Hopkins (laughs) has to get in between them. Which Yeah, they gave us some good stuff about that. How frustrated has he been when it comes to these first seven weeks now? Yeah, we even asked him. It seems like he... He seemed actually happy for a change. I mean, he wasn't even happy when they won their other two games. He, and he said they're, they're still not close to what he thinks they should be or what their standards should be. I don't know what the standard's supposed to look like, but it hasn't been good. And, and tonight well, I could see potentiality, you know, if, if that's a word. <laughs> Asking the quarterback what would he say has held them back offensively? He's struggling for answers, too. I mean, he, he said that we get to a certain part of the field and we, we suffer breakdowns, pre-snap penalties, you know, turnover, which they haven't had many of. They've only really had five all year, which is one of the, you know, among the, the best in the league. So I, I, I think it's been him. I just think he's been overthrowing and underthrowing. And, and that wasn't so much of a problem. You know, there's only a few miscues tonight. That was good. I think, I think the problem has been him, but I, I hate to be the only one in the world saying it, but I, I don't know if I am the only one, so mm. we'll see. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> it seems like there are a lot of people pointing to him, especially after okay, good. <laughs> yeah, after, after his big contract that he signed, right? And he pressed well, for that. it. Bob McManaman is with us following Thursday Night Football. He covers the Cardinals for the Arizona Republic. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so then there's an incident where Hopkins steps in between him and his coach, and Kyler, if you can read lips, is telling his coach essentially to calm down what did they have to say about that exchange <laughs> yeah yeah well cliff we had three different versions of that uh all pretty much probably that is true to some extent cliff <laughs> said Tyler was telling me that i look too uptight on television i need to chill and Tyler <laughs> said somewhat he said look we got this calm the blank down and mm. uh and let us take we'll fix it don't worry about it and it was Time issue down in the down by the goal line where they've had a lot of struggles. Clock's running down. They had to burn it another timeout, and that obviously infuriated Kingsbury. So <laughs> Kyler told him, "We're going to score. Just sh- shut up." And wow! And they did. <laughs> and uh, and Hopkins, <laughs> Hop was great because he came between the yeah and separated him. A look didn't really separate. Just kind of talked him down and said, "Hey, they're both they're both competitive." fiery people he said he said i'm not married but i imagine that's what being married is like (laughs) (laughs) so that's what he said interesting all right from that point on obviously they were able to to find a groove offensively and then definitely defensively because it helps when you're playing with a lead right it helps when you are in a position of strength and your defense is putting two touchdowns on the board and then of course they're going three for four in the red zone so let's talk about deandre hopkins then in addition to catching the 10 balls and being so good at what he does how else does he impact the cardinals 
I, not enough people know this about Hopkins, and it took me pretty much until this year, his third year, to really get it, is by talking to everybody on that team, offense, defense. They, he coaches everybody up privately. He pulls veterans aside. He pulls rookie DBs aside and gives them tips. He, he helps everybody, quarterbacks, even coaches. He, he is a coach literally on the field in practices in the locker room. He goes up to everybody. And he, you know, he was, he said it again tonight. He goes, look, I, I expect people to do that to me. Like hop, we need you to get going. Uh, he said, I no people push me, but I, I probably need more of that. And I, you know, it, it's a side of Hopkins. You, you don't really hear about, but it's nice to hear that because he, it means he's a true leader. And, mm. The team says you can feel the energy that he commands when he when he's around. He expects everybody to be at the top. I think that's helpful for Kyler more than anybody. Uh, and we're seeing more of that out of Kyler, like we saw on the sideline exchange with Cliff. It certainly has been a revolving door, though. He comes back even as yeah. Hollywood Brown leaves. Brown's only yeah. been with the team since the draft. And now Robbie Anderson comes in. He gets traded to the team. How difficult is that or how challenging is that for a quarterback when it's constantly revolving door of receivers? Well, Kyler loves it. He absolutely loves it. I mean, obviously loves having Hop back, but he, he, he was asked this weekend tonight – uh, they did try a deep ball to, to Robbie, who's got great speed. He's got good size at six three. Runs a four three something still. Uh, so that that replaces some of the speed you lose for four to six weeks by not having Hollywood Brown. But uh, Kyler, any, you give him more targets, he's happier. I mean, <laughs> the more playmakers, the better. This offense, if like they're saying, hasn't reached anywhere near its full potential yet, and I. I don't think anybody can look at the roster on offense with this team it, when they get going, and they'll be able to see what what it does. But the names alone, the talent alone, especially when Hollywood Brown gets back. But, I mean, Rondale Moore is special. Zach Ertz is special. James Conner, when he's back from the rib injury, is special. And, and, and they all can make plays as, as pass catchers, and that's that's killer for Kyler. He loves it. He doesn't mind spreading the ball. He didn't spread around as much as anyone probably expected because, look, number 10's back in the lineup. You throw it to Nuke, and he threw it to him 14 times. He caught 10 for 103. Problem solved in my book, anyways, <laughs> for this week. You, you go to Minnesota on 10 days rest, and I, I expect to see the offense a lot better, especially with some guys coming back. I heard the stat on the Westwood One broadcast, which kind of blew me away. First time over 40 points for the Cardinals since January of 2017. Crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, especially with this offense we were just talking about. But, you know, even more glaring to me was the fact this is the first time they won at home in, in nine tries. Oh. It's been a calendar year since they won at home. And that's that's horrible for any team, even the bad ones. Usually you luck out and win a couple at home, but the eight-game slide was embarrassing. They they hated to talk about it. They they got upset when we brought it up. But you know what? You're gonna get it's gonna get mentioned when you don't win in a calendar year at home. And they finally did. So that monkey's off their back. You know they still have other problems. They do. They don't look like a playoff team to me. But I know on paper, with the offense gets going and matches what the defense is doing, which is carrying this team. Granted, they're only three and four. But the defense is playing like a playoff team. And 
if the offense can catch up, I think they're going to make it and, and find a way to sneak in. NFC is just horrible. I mean, look around. <laughs> it's horrible football everywhere. It definitely does not have many standouts. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, but tonight was fun. This was, a, this was a game on Thursday night that I think everybody can go, oh, wow, hey, it's not bad. It's pretty good football. <laughs> touchdowns. We like touchdowns when it comes to Thursday yeah. night football. Yes. Bob McManaman is with us from Glendale or close to the stadium after covering Thursday night football. He's a writer for the Arizona Republic and long time with the Cardinals. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, it happened in the late stages of the game. So what's your reaction to Christian McCaffrey landing in the NFC West? Uh, yeah, the Cardinals just, uh, we were just there a few weeks ago in Carolina and it's not often you get to see a, a guy three times unless you meet him in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, in, in this case, it could be four times if the Cardinals get there. Look, 49ers look pretty good. And adding a weapon like that, I know they gave up a lot of draft capital, but that's what they and the Rams and the Seahawks do every year. They burn through draft picks to win, win, win. And, you know, it's helped all three of those franchises go far and get to Super Bowls or at least NFC championships. In, in some case, they two of those teams have won it. San Fran hasn't won it again lately, but they've been there, and they that's how they're, they're built. Cardinals are a little different. They operate a little different. Maybe that's why they've only been there once, but uh, it doesn't make it any easier. Having to face McCaffrey three times, if he stays healthy, that's a big if, Amy. I mean, love the guy, but he does get hurt. He does. Uh, and he can't stay healthy for some reason. It was He's been hurting this year with a thigh thing that's that almost didn't let him play against the Cardinals, but he did almost have 100 yards rushing against them. So good trade for the 49ers, bad news for the Cardinals and the NFC West. We're just one game into week seven now. So looking at the landscape of the division over the first six weeks, what stands out to you? It's anybody's division. <laughs> and, you know, it, it harkens back to when it used to be that way. <laughs> it's At least it's better than the old NFC East used to be, where you didn't know who won until the team – the first team got to eight wins at the last game of the year. That's usually what happened in the NFC East. I remember when the Cardinals played in that division, and they weren't fortunate to, to ever really do that well there. But it's close. It's anybody's ball game out in the NFC West, and that's that's good for everybody. I mean, I the Seahawks are playing a lot better than I thought they, they could. Geno <laughs> Smith has resurrected his career. It's great to see the Rams look like they're – They've got real problems, though. I, you know, not just, and it's not a Super Bowl hangover. They've just got issues all around, and offensive lines a mess. The quarterback's got a gnarly elbow. There's Cam Akers, whatever the heck's going on there. You know, OBJ right. doesn't look like he's coming back. I mean, it's a mess over there. And San Fran just plows along. They get hurt every year, and they still find a way to get it done. And I don't have a lot of faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people do. I don't. Uh, we'll see if that. I mean, he does win. It's just, I don't know. Big game seems to disappear in my book, but uh, it, it's anybody's ball game. And I, I don't know if I'd call the Cardinals a playoff team, but they'll be in the hunt. There's no doubt. Mm. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember that the Cardinals were 8-0 and to start last season. Cause maybe, 7-0. 7-0. 7-0, excuse yeah. me. It has changed a lot over the course of the last year. Yeah, this team looked, it started off like it finished the year. And the Cardinals were so into themselves, shall I say, that this offseason, they did absolutely nothing to bring new flavor, punch, and power to to the roster. 
They just re-signed the, the core people they thought they needed, mostly all on offense, uh, and figured, you know what? We were the team in the first half that went 7-0, and that went 10-2. and We're not that team that struggled down the stretch. But you know what? That's exactly what this team was to open the season at 2-4. and And did they turn the corner? No. They, they, they beat a New Orleans team that was missing half of its star players, you know, that, that are game changers. And playing a defense that should have been playing much better this year, that was one of the best defenses coming into the league. Everyone assumed that. Everyone felt that. And they've been getting torched, giving up points like crazy. Hmm. It's not who that Saints defense is, but again, injuries. Uh, so and the Cardinals, to me, still haven't figured it out. They're still, there's still something missing. Something's misfiring. But again, the defense, I'll give them credit. They're playing above water, way above water, probably above their heads. Been a lot of young guys who are leading the charge. And that's, that's great for a defensive coordinator, not great for the head coach who's an offensive supposed whiz kid. Every team in that division has three wins now that the Cardinals picked up the victory to start week seven. So it is wide open, as you say. You can find Bob on Twitter at AZBobbyMac, M-A-C. And he is a senior sports writer for the Arizona Republic, long time on the Cardinals NFL beat. And we're glad to have him on the show following Thursday Night Football. Thanks so much for a couple of minutes, Bob. You bet, Amy. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cardinals have the same number of wins as every other team in that division right there in the mix. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. Is that the deal? We appreciate Bob hanging out with us after a long day covering the Cardinals. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Night football. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Here on After Hours, we like you as much as you like us. Thanks for taking my call. Been listening to you for a long time. I love your insight. What's up, baby? What up? First time, long time. Awesome, thank you. Amy, good morning. Thanks for always taking my call. I really appreciate it. You and your staff are very accommodating. Hi, Amy. Thanks for taking the time for my call. Long time listener, first time caller. First one to say, love your show. I am an Amy fan. Very creative, Kai. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. With somebody who loves me. Oh, I'm a with somebody. I want to feel the heat. Yeah, I'm a with 
If you hadn't heard, Christian McCaffrey is going cross-country. That's the big news coming out of Thursday Night Football. As much as the Cardinals getting a win is also big, the Saints falling to 2-5. and five. There's a major missed opportunity there, though it's tough. Um, a lot of teams are going through it. It seems like they've got guys on and off the field every five minutes. So the Saints fall to 2-5 and five in a division where... It's still anybody's game, and that applies to the NFC West as well. In fact, it pretty much applies to every division in football, <laughs> but I can imagine it's frustrating inside a locker room when you know it's there for the taking, especially when you start out like a house on fire, but uh, then the turnovers, the points off turnovers, definitely derailing the Saints' attempts, though at the same time, jump-starting the Cardinals, and this may be exactly what they needed. So, yes, game gave us touchdowns on Thursday night football. But the big news breaking in the second half, Christian McCaffrey is headed to Levi Stadium, to the San Francisco 49ers, to the NFC West. There is a fun tie here. If you remember, and I just happen to remember this because I've been a Broncos fan since I was 13 years old, Ed McCaffrey is a former Denver Broncos wide receiver. Ed is the father of Christian. He's got a bunch of sons. They play football. Christian's the best. And so Ed played for Mike Shanahan, who is Kyle Shanahan's dad. (laughs) Uh, And actually, Mike was part of that San Francisco, well, it wasn't at Levi Stadium, obviously, but part of that San Francisco coaching staff before he went to Denver. He ends up winning a couple of titles there with the Broncos, Ed McCaffrey, was part of that Broncos system. And now you've got Kyle Shanahan who has the opportunity to coach up CMC, Christian McCaffrey. Also interesting to think about how their paths almost crossed going back to McCaffrey's rookie year. Do you remember at that point, and I didn't remember this right off the top of my head, but I did read it. The Niners had the number two pick in the draft. And they were thinking about taking Christian McCaffrey. Instead, they made a trade with the Chicago Bears so the Bears could move up and get Mitch Trubisky. Wasn't he their pick at number two in that draft? I feel like that's what happened. They moved up to get Mitch Trubisky, I do remember the trade because the Bears were worried that the Niners were going to take a quarterback. The Niners did not take a quarterback. In fact, we now know from Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they were never planning to take a quarterback. So instead, they just used the Bears' fear and apprehension as a way to trade down to number three, where they selected D-lineman Solomon Thomas, who was actually a a teammate of McCaffrey's at Stanford, but they nearly drafted Christian. So now they've got him. We know Kyle Shanahan liked him, liked him at the time, just decided they had other needs. And instead of picking Christian, they traded down and went defensive lineman. But now Shanahan and McCaffrey and the families, they're intersecting yet again. Shanahan called him a problem. And the way that he performed against the Niners earlier this month, no doubt solidified 
that he is a player. He's an asset. A 26-year-old dual threat running back who, when healthy, is a difference maker, a game changer right now in the prime of his career. As long as he can stay healthy. So far, so good, though. He's taken 85% of the Panthers' snaps in what's been an abysmal campaign so far. Can you imagine how excited he must be? He's leaving Charlotte, yeah, but he's going to a team that can win again. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 